0: Today is all about photo, video, and audio gift ideas for the creative in your life. This is Behind the Shot. Hi, welcome to Behind the Shot, I'm Steve Brazzle, and today we're gonna talk about some gift ideas, and here's how this kind of came about a few episodes ago. I talked about how I edit and finish some of my images in episodes Dodge and Burn Plus, and then Photoshop plus Nick Color Effects Pro and Nick Silver Effects Pro. And after those shows went live, I got a few comments from people that they didn't own some of the software that I mentioned, you know, like Lightroom or Photoshop or the DxO Nick Collection, and that got me thinking. We're one week away from Black Friday at the point that I'm actually recording this show. And maybe some gift ideas might help some people. But before we even get to that, just keep in mind, you don't have to buy gifts for somebody else. You may wanna buy a gift for yourself. And everything that I'm gonna mention here will make a great gift at absolutely any time of year. And what I'm gonna do is break things down into some general categories. We're gonna do software. We're gonna do hardware, kind of self-explanatory, right? Cameras, mics, interfaces, lighting, storage, etc. Accessories, and that can be any of the little miscellaneous stuff, to camera straps, to belts and bags and things like that. We're going to talk about some services that you might want to, you know, pay for to improve your photography, videography, or audio, or whatever it is that you do. And we're also going to talk about some store suggestions, meaning things that I actually use, things that I actually. Um, uh, buy from, places I actually buy from that I think might help you. In some cases, if I don't have a preference or experience with a specific product or a gift, uh, maybe the gift is best chosen because you know the person that you're buying it for. So I can't make a pick for you. What I'll do is I'll mention an idea without mentioning a specific product. My, My goal here is to pass on things I know, I like, and I use things that I, I think you might enjoy as well, or things that friends of mine use and know and like and love. And last but not least, I'm going to mention some, some links during the show. All the links I mentioned will be at the show notes at BehindTheShot.tv. Also at BehindTheShot.tv, I have some discount codes. Now, in all those cases, these are not affiliate links i don't make any money when you use any of these links and by the way the links will also be on youtube down in the description for the show hopefully these suggestions will make shopping for the photographer videographer podcaster general creative in your life a little bit easier so let's dive in and let's get started. And the first thing that we're gonna jump into is Photoshop and Lightroom. This is the Adobe photography plan. This is the easiest way to get Photoshop and Lightroom for somebody that doesn't already have them. It's very, very inexpensive, and it includes those two programs, Photoshop and Lightroom, and a number of other small add-ons that you can get to. And again, there is a comparison that you can actually see online at the Adobe site for what you get in each individual plan that you might pick. So the one I use is the first one here, which is $10 a month for the photography plan with 20 gigabytes of online storage, but there's options for a terabyte of storage if you want. $10 a month for this plan is 100% absolutely worth it. Now, there may be some people who you know ahead of time are either thinking of switching from Lightroom because they're frustrated with it or already have and are looking at Capture One. Capture One is another fantastic alternative. I know a lot of people who have moved over to Capture One and they absolutely love this program. And here's one of the things that I really like about what they've done with Capture One from a purchase point of view. There are three different plans for Capture One, $24 a month or an annual subscription at 179. These are subscriptions, so you always get the latest version. Or if you're one of those people who just wanna buy the program outright, you can do that. A license is $300. I really wish, that Adobe would do something like that. Because that's still the biggest complaint that I hear from Adobe users or people who haven't upgraded to the newer versions of Lightroom or Photoshop is they really don't want the subscription model. Next up is Photo Mechanic. Now, Photo Mechanic is an application that was originally mentioned to me by my friend, Alan Hess. And he mentioned it to me years and years and years ago. And I downloaded the demo once and I never really tested the demo and I didn't use it. And then years later, I finally went, you know, maybe I should look at that photo mechanic again. And once you use this program, there is absolutely no going back. It is the fastest application, in my opinion, for culling your images, for going through and making your selects that there is. Photomechanic comes in two versions. I do not do the Photomechanic Plus. That includes a DAM, a database, as it were, kind of like what Lightroom does. I don't need that. I do use Lightroom for my, my digital asset management. I just use Photo Mechanic, uh, 6, which right now is $139 for a new license, $89 for an upgrade. The people here are absolutely fantastic. I cannot recommend this program enough. And then, In software, the programs that I mentioned during one of those shows, which is the Nick collection. Originally, the company was Nick. Then they sold that company to Google and Google let it die. And then DxO bought it and resurrected the the software. And at first, I had a lot of people say to me, I'm not going to buy the DxO version of Nick because they didn't make any changes to it. And they want me to buy it again. And really, all they did was just, you know, move it over to them and resell it. Well, at that point in time, Nick was breaking in Photoshop. DxO took the Nick collection, cleaned up and updated all the code and released it in effectively the same form it had been in, but working. Since then, they have upgraded this program many, many times and it is specifically two of the plugins, just the absolute best plugin software in my opinion that I use. I use Silver FX Pro on a regular basis, go look at that episode that I mentioned. And I use ColorFX Pro on a regular basis. Specifically, I love Pro Contrast that's in the Color Effects Pro suite. It's $149 or 37.25 times so many months, it's kind of weird that they'll let you do payments. But again, this is an absolutely fantastic suite of, of plugins and software. Some of them you probably won't use, but for the price, yeah, I gotta tell you, it's, it's well worth it. Next up, Topaz. Now, for the longest time, I didn't own Topaz. Scott Bourne was mentioning Topaz around, and I thought I'll go take a look at it again because they've got some really cool plugins and I wanted to know how they work. I have ended up buying a number of the different plugins that they actually have from, uh, and there's a quote from Scott Bourne actually on screen right now, that's funny. I have Denoise AI and I have, you know, some of the other plugins that they they actually uh, have created, the sharpening, the enlarging plugin, et cetera. I own the entire bundle. Well, they've also now released the AI Photo. And this new program is basically all of the other ones in one, it's Topaz Photo AI. I said AI Photo, it's Photo AI. And it's basically all of those applications, the entire bundle kind of into one. So Denoise, I think is possibly the best Denoise plugin out there. Gigapixel AI is for enlarging your image and Sharpen AI. These are all really, really good. And with the new photo AI at 299 normally, I think it is, but right now it's on sale for 159. Yeah, just a really, really good deal. Next up is the software that I'm actually recording this show in and it's Ecamm Live. For years and years, I used OBS, which is a completely free program, right? OBS doesn't cost you anything to use. But when I moved to my new Mac studio and wanted to update my operating system, OBS wasn't ready. The nice thing about Ecamm Live is Ecamm Live is a commercial piece of software. You pay a monthly subscription fee for this particular piece of software. And The reason that's advantageous to you is when you're working with a piece of software and you wanna keep your computer up to date or whatever it is, or or minimize compatibility issues, well, commercial software, this one in particular, Ecamm, uh, Ecamm Live, was ready day and date on the new operating system. So that's really, really nice. I do find their prices to be high. In fact, I would argue their prices are way too high. You can try it for free for 14 days, It's $16 for the standard, but if you pay $32 a month, you get the live interview feature, you get the virtual mic and the virtual webcam, both of which I rely on when I do my show. There's some things I still miss about OBS that I think OBS does better. I've told Ecamm that. I think that it could be improved in a couple of different ways, but man, it's super stable and it works fantastic. So Ecamm Live, if you're a video person, if you're looking to stream to Twitch, you're looking to stream to YouTube or just record videos like I do, this is a great option for you. Next up for software, can't stress it enough, backup, backup, backup. And what I use is Backblaze, along with a number of other things, you have to have a backup strategy. It's not just backup one place and be done. But Backblaze is the software that I use on my computer, my son's computer, my wife's computer. It's $70 a year, or you save $10. If you pay for two years, you get it for $130. And I'll tell you, it's, it's fantastic. It's saved me a couple of times. Uh, highly recommend Backblaze. And one of the neat things that they do is periodically throughout the year, they will release a report of all of their drive specs, drives that have made it for how long and how often they've failed. And it's actually a very, very fascinating look at hard drives. Next up, let's move to hardware. And in the hardware world, we're gonna start with microphones because if you're doing any video stuff, you're gonna need microphones. And I'm gonna start with more the podcasting broadcast type microphones. And I'm gonna start with this one which is the broadcast industry standard. I'm on the air at KCAL-FM in Southern California. These are the mics that we use. I know a lot of podcasters that use this microphone. This is a Shure SM7B. This is the granddaddy of broadcast microphones, and you will pay a price for it. It's $359, but, it is an amazing microphone, except for one thing. It requires a ton of power. So if you buy, by the way, this is XLR. This is not a USB mic. You can't just plug a USB cable into your computer with this. You will need an interface to plug in a normal mic cable for this. And if you buy an interface that doesn't supply enough oomph, your power to that microphone, enough gain. If you don't have enough gain on your mic preamp, right? I shouldn't say power to the microphone. That's going to be misleading. It's not power to the microphone. It's not phantom powered. Okay. If you don't have enough gain on your mic preamp, this needs a ton of gain. Okay. So I think it's like 70 dB or something like that. Uh, just lots and lots of gain. If you buy an inexpensive mic preamp or mic interface, you're gonna have to also buy something called a cloud lifter to add a little bit of signal boost to be able to get this microphone to work well. So it's more than just the mic, you will need an interface. And depending on the interface, you might need a, a cloud lifter with it. There is a way around that, however, and that is this next microphone also from Shure. This is the MV7. Now, a lot of people will tell you this is an SM7B, in a smaller podcasting style package. It is not exactly an SM7B, but it's pretty damn close. And this microphone is both USB and XLR. So you can start as a USB microphone. And if you ever wanna like upgrade and get yourself a really nice mic interface or a mixing board and run an XLR cable to it, you can do that. And it doesn't require as much gain on your mic preamps as the SM7B does. This might be in the price range of around 224 bucks. This might be the best podcast mic actually out there right now. One thing as I say that though, I do wanna just be clear. Microphones are a, a pickup device for audio that have characteristics. The engineers that make a microphone give it certain characteristics. So a microphone that sounds good with my voice may not sound good with your voice, right? So whatever you do, make sure that you, if you buy a mic and you're testing it, you test it well, you check it with your voice, even though your best friend is using it and loves it. Okay, that's gonna be absolutely critical that that you do that. Next up is the microphone that I generally use for most of my shows, most of my podcasts, and that's a Heil PR-40. Also a very, very standard mic in the podcast world uh, and in the broadcast world, and also in the, the you know, sound reinforcement world. I know a lot of audio people who use these on stages to mic different things. Great microphone. It is about 350 bucks. So it's about the same price as the Shure SM7B, but it doesn't need as as much gain on your preamp. So you can use this with almost any preamp that you buy out there. I mean, you got to think about it, but you can use it with almost any preamp that you've got out there. This is what I use for two reasons. I love the SM7B in radio, But in podcast and on video for my show, I tend to prefer to have a different look in front of me. That's just me and I like the look of the the high lpr 40 You'll notice the microphone is not in front of me right now. I'm using, let me pull it down. I'm using, there it is. I'm using a boom mic right now, which is an Audio-Technica 4050B. This is a great boom mic, I bought this from DVE store and absolutely love this microphone. So there's a good boom mic suggestion for you. Speaking of which, if you are doing video, you may need some on-camera type microphones. And if you're gonna do an on-camera type microphone, well, I highly recommend one of two companies, and I'm not gonna make a specific pick here because each microphone that these companies sell have different characteristics. You're gonna need to find the one that kind of fits what you need. But first of all is Rode. Almost everything Rode builds is really good quality. Love this company. So, and again, it's R-O-D-E. So there's a good choice for you. And the second one is Deity. Deity also has some amazing microphone choices from normal podcast mics, to wireless mics, to shotgun mics, lav mics, whatever. So either of those two companies would be a good choice for you for a microphone. Now, one of the things that I mentioned was if you get a microphone that uses XLR instead of USB, you're going to need an interface. Before we talk interfaces, I'm only going to mention two. I've tried a ton. I'm going to mention two, a very low-end one and a fairly high-end one. There's a ton of different options that you can find in between cheaper than the one I'm going to mention or more expensive than the one that I'm going to mention. It's going to depend on what you want, but I'm going to kind of give you an idea on if you're just getting started right, in podcasting or recording audio, what is it that might work for you? And first of all would be the budget option. This is a Shure X2U. I still have mine. I used it for probably the first two and a half years I did this podcast and I love this thing. Downside of it is the mic preamp and it is a little bit noisy and you can hear it at times. But if you're just looking for a quick way to get an XLR microphone into a computer for about 99 bucks, and right now it's on sale for 80 bucks, $79, this is a fantastic choice for you to get started inexpensively with a better mic that's XLR, but moving into USB, but you are gonna introduce a little teeny bit of noise, okay? So that's number one, that's kind of the budget option. Now, before I bring up the next one, let me explain. So I started with this. And then I went into a couple of different uh, options. I'm not going to mention the names because I don't want to insult anybody, but I went into a couple of different companies and tried their interfaces. And one of them, I tried two different models and it was one of the noisiest things I've ever heard. It introduced so much noise into the signal I had to noise reduce during post-production on every show that I did. Then I got one and that one literally blew up in the middle of recording, like went pop, I thought for a while it had popped my speakers. I sent it back to them and this thing was three months old and I'd used it like four times and it uh, the motherboard, the main motherboard, main board in it fried. They sent me a new one, so good on them, but it never really, first they fixed it, which I didn't like. Then I got them to send me a new one and it just was never quite the same or as trustworthy at which point, I decided, you know what, Alex Lindsay has been telling me that I need this for a long time, let's just go buy it. So I bought a MixPre-3 from Sound Devices. That's what my microphone is going through as we speak. And oh my God, this thing is just beautiful, but it's like $900. This one does have enough gain to use an SM7B with it if you want. So if you've got an SM7B and you're, you don't wanna do a cloud lifter, grab one of these, they work fantastic, but you do pay for it, right, $895. Uh, I even added on their noise assist plugin, which is another, what is it, $150, $200, something like that, and it runs in the background and it will remove ambient noise in the room like fans or something like that. This thing is just freaking awesome. Again, there's a lot of different options on interfaces and microphones that you can pick from, prices that are higher, prices that are lower, do a little shopping. But here's just a couple of of examples on what you might wanna do. Let's get into lighting a little bit. We're gonna start with Constant Light. This is an Elgato Key Light, it's $200. And I know a number of people that use these actually. In fact, uh, I think Frederick Van Johnson on Twip is using two of these now. Uh, this is a fantastic light for 200 bucks. You control it from your phone if you want to. You can do all kinds of stuff with it. Anything from Elgato is really, really good. Highly recommend these and uh, yeah. So let's jump on to what I am using right now in this scene behind me. If you look behind me, you'll see two blue lights. They don't have to be blue. They can be any color that I want. And what they are is from a company called Aperture. And these are the MC RGB lights. They're 90 bucks each. They're magnetic on the back, which is really, really cool because if you're out in the field, you can stick these onto a pipe and get yourself some light of all different colors. You control it with an app on your phone. I absolutely love these. Oh, and the other cool thing about these is they are Qi chargeable. So rather than having to plug them in, I keep a Qi charger on my desk and after each show, I throw them on a Qi charger and just let them charge absolutely love these lights. So now let's go into a light somebody else I know loves. These are the Westcott FJ wireless flash systems. Ian Spanier, who's been on my show a bunch of times, Ian loves these things. I, I think he may even be an ambassador or something for them now because he likes them that much, You know, like the, the FJ200 or FJ400. These lights from FJ Westcott are great. And in fact, almost anything that you buy from FJ Westcott is pretty good quality. Flashes, modifiers. They even have these really cool backdrops that you can do that are green screen or black or, you know, they're collapsible and fold up. I have one of the collapsible ones that's black on one side and white on the other side. Very, very nice company. Highly recommend it. Next lighting one is a constant light one. And this is the light that's up to my right right now that is illuminating me. This is from a company called Nanlite. Nanlite makes all kinds, like you see here on screen right now, it's more of a a studio light. What I'm using is one of their panels. It's a 100B panel. It's what, about a foot and a half by two feet or something like that. Love the panel. Uh, Really, really light, has great light on it. I wish the knobs were a little bit smoother But overall, it's actually a very, very nice light. And anything from Nanlite, the odds are you would absolutely love, okay? These people make some great companies. They make modifiers as well. Uh, As I scroll through here, I don't see them showing the panels on their front page, but they definitely have panels as well. These little, by the way, these little Pavo tubes, these are really, really cool. There are some of their panels right there. And these are more the panels like I've got that are on screen now, these compact ones those are the type of lights that are sitting to my right right now. So again, Nanlite is the product and that's gonna change us and let's jump into the next category. Storage, now storage is one of those things that's a little bit weird. I don't know how much storage you or the person you're buying for needs. So when it comes to portable hard drives, when it comes to external hard drives, it can be difficult for me to say to you what to buy you can't get huge quantities for example as an ssd but you can as a spinning drive i'll make a couple of you know kind of general statements and that is if i buy an external drive that is a spinning hard drive i, I if i can and if i can get one in the quantity that i need the the, the storage capacity not quantity but capacity that i need I will almost always go SSD if I can. If I can't, I will look for a spinning drive that's 7,200 RPM, not 5,400 RPM. And then you need to look for a drive that fits the need you're buying for. For example, if you are putting the hard drives into a network attached storage or RAID system, that's a different kind of drive generally that you're gonna pick. For example, a Western Digital RED I generally don't pick a normal Western digital red. I pick the red plus, a little too technical why, but look up the difference on red and red plus. I do the red plus. They're not shingled is a good way to word. But anyway, when you are picking those drives, you wanna make sure you pick the right kind of drive for what it is that you're doing. Some drives have a, a higher mean time between failure or they're simply faster but may have less life or they are designed to run in a server. 24 hours a day, right? So you gotta pick the right one. First thing I'm gonna do though is talk about an enclosure and it's an enclosure I love dearly. I use a Synology NAS. It's a 1621 plus is the one that I use. It's kind of like this top right one that you see right here on screen. It is six drive bays and I love this thing, okay? I put a ton into it. I've got lots and lots of storage in my NAS. And all I can say is if you go with Synology, you won't be unhappy. And one of the cool things about Synology are the apps that you can install in the Synology operating system. So I run a Plex server. I run a HomeBridge server, which converts all of my home automation that only work with Google or only work with Amazon Echo type Alexa systems. It converts them to HomeKit. In fact, my pool, which has an app, I was able to convert that to work with Siri and HomeKit by using HomeBridge, which I installed on my NAS. So Synology, highly recommended. You do not have to get these really, really large raids like you're seeing here on screen. They also make some other kinds. You can go to these tower ones like this, that are smaller, require less drives in them. So there's a lot of different options, but when you go with the larger ones, you do get some advantages out of it. Next up, we're gonna go to video. And before we talk video, I want to kind of just kind of sum up a couple of things here. Cameras, wow, picking cameras for people is tough. I have people email me all the time saying, what camera should I buy? Well, I don't know, right? Are you a Canon shooter, a Nikon shooter, a Fuji shooter? Are you Olympus? Do you shoot with your phone? Do you like Panasonic? Do you want full frame? Do you want a crop sensor? Do you want Micro Four Thirds? There are so many things that need to be considered. And if you do not have a camera or you're buying somebody's first camera for them, there are a couple considerations that you should think about. Number one is, will you be able to get support from your community of people, meaning, the person you're buying for, do they know other photographers? And do those other photographers photograph with Canon or Nikon or Sony or Panasonic? And the reason that matters is if I'm using a Z9 and I don't know anybody else, a a Nikon Z9, and I don't know anybody else that uses Nikon, it's going to be hard for me just to call a friend up and ask a question about something I'm having an issue with, right? You can get support first from your community. The other thing is does it fit you? The reason I'm a Canon shooter is when I first started photography, somebody at a store, remember Ritz camera? It was a Ritz camera, actually. The guy behind the counter brought out two cameras, a Canon and a Nikon, and they were entry level. Like the Canon was an XTI, I, the original XTI. I don't remember what the Nikon was, but you know, equivalent. And I grabbed them in my hand and I didn't like the grip on the Nikon, but I liked the grip on the Canon. So if you're buying somebody's first camera for them, that may matter. However, with that in mind, if you are looking to buy somebody an upgraded DSLR or their first mirrorless camera or something to that effect, I can't recommend enough the Canon R3, R5, the brand new R6 II or an original R6. In Nikon, ton of ways to go from a Z6 to a you, know, you can buy a Z9, which is an amazing camera. Same with Sony, Panasonic, they've all got cameras that will make images that a professional photographer can sell. But you're gonna have to think about the person you're buying for. And some people shoot amazing shots with a phone. So you may just be looking at buying somebody an upgrade from their old iPhone 10 to a new iPhone 14 Pro Max, right? Some options for you, which brings us to video. If you are getting into video, streaming, whatever, I highly recommend that you consider a Blackmagic ATEM Mini. There's a number of different versions to an ATEM Mini, right? I can't tell you which one's gonna fit you. I have a pro ISO. I would love to upgrade this at some point to an ATEM Mini Extreme, but whatever you buy in the ATEM Mini category, they are fantastic. My camera is running through my ATEM Mini as we speak, as is the microphone that I'm actually talking through. So ATEM Mini allows me to add some EQ and compression straight to this overhead mic to kind of get the characteristic out of it that I want. So now let's go into accessories. First of all, bags, belts, straps, things like that. And when it comes to bags, I don't know about you, I know so many photographers that are addicted to camera bags. I'm one of them. I have slings. I have shoulder bags. I have roller bags. And 99% of them now are Think Tank. I love what this company does. There's a couple of exceptions. There was one sling I got from them. I can't remember the model that I wasn't really a fan of. But the shoulder bag I still use, I have a couple of actually like shoulder bags that are for iPads that I love and All of my gear stays in an Airport International bag. Now, my version of the Airport International is a version two. The current version of the Airport International is a version three. It's a roller bag. It stores all my gear at all times. I take it to the arena with me when I'm gonna shoot shows. And one of the things I love about it is, on the back of the Airport International bag is a zippered compartment, and you pull out a security cable and a lock. And it's built into the bag. So the other day when I was photographing Judas Priest and we were in a conference room, all the photographers were there and I had to leave my bag in there. I literally cabled that bag to a piece of furniture with a lock while I went to shoot and the bag itself, the zippers lock. In fact, there's a couple of different cables in it, but these think tank bags are just absolutely wonderful no matter what you buy. And their backpacks, like I own this one that's in the middle of the screen right now, the Backpack 26L is just a fantastic bag. Love that thing. Uh, and, and I actually have this green one too, I should probably mention. There's just so many ways that you could go, this is the Airport International I'm showing on screen now. You kind of get an idea for how much it will store. But yeah, you... You cannot go wrong if you buy anything from Think Tank. In fact, I will share this with you. One of the other things that Think Tank makes is a belt and pouch system. I live on the belt and pouch system. Every show that I shoot, I carry a drink pouch, which actually carries extra batteries, cleaning cloths, and sometimes I put a drink in there, and my business cards. I carry a flash pouch to keep my flash in, And then I have a 70 to 200 pouch on my right hip and a 24 to 70 pouch on my left hip. And the reason for that is I shoot with three lenses. On my left hip, I usually have an RF 15 to 35 2.8. On my right hip, it's either the 24 to 70 2.8 or the 70 to 200 2.8. And the other lens is in one of those pouches. Well, when I wanna change lenses, I can't take a lens off and set it on the stage, then grab one. So I have an empty pouch at all times. If I have the 70 to 200 on, then the 70 to 200 pouch is empty. I drop the lens in the pouch, pull out the 24 to 70 out of its pouch and put it on the camera. So I have a drop zone is really what it's for. Really, really handy to have. One other thing, as far as accessories, you gotta have a camera strap. And what I do on a camera strap is I use the Black Rapid double strap. Black Rapid makes a ton of different straps. I happen to like the one that carries two cameras, which is the one that you kind of see in the middle of the screen right now if you're watching the video because I do carry two cameras on me at all times. And can't recommend Black Rapid enough, but there's a lot of different camera straps out there, you know, your mileage may vary, buy the one that you like. Let's talk about miscellaneous accessories now. Lens wipes. This one, I'm showing it from B&H, but a Zeiss lens wipe, $5 for a pack of 60 lens wipes? You gotta do it, right? These things are fantastic, especially when you're like me, you might be shooting a festival, there's water and beer being thrown at you. These are fantastic for cleaning your cameras and lenses. Just can't recommend it enough, okay? piece of hardware that I'm calling an accessory, but that's really, really handy to have, and again, I'm using it right now, is a Stream Deck. This is from that same company I showed the light from earlier, it's from Elgato. And there are four different Stream Decks. A small, which is like six buttons. A medium, which is what I'm using right now, it's 15 buttons. And then you have an extra large, which is Gigantor. And these are fantastic. For example, when you see me, if you're watching the video and you see me right now with the website behind me and I'm a picture in picture, and then I can go just to the website or I can just put me on screen, I'm hitting buttons on my Stream Deck to actually do that. Very, very handy. Well, Stream Deck has, and you can see, this is the one I use right here. This is the regular size Stream Deck. But Stream Deck now has something called a Stream Deck plus The Stream Deck plus looks really awesome. I'd love to to kind of check this out and review it. Hey, Elgato, if you want to send me one, I'll I'll take it and I'll look at it for you. But this one's different in that it's only got 8 buttons, but it has 4 dials. And the 4 dials are adjustable. You can program them to change your volume, change your mic gain, whatever, and you push them in and it can change. And that that little screen in the middle, that's a touch screen where you can kind of slide back and forth between things. It's actually a really interesting look. I, I don't know whether it will work for me easily since I'm used to having 15 buttons, but I definitely am intrigued by the Elgato Stream Deck Plus. It's not inexpensive at $200, but I will tell you, it's not just photography stuff. You can program these to run things on your operating system. It can do things when you're in Final Cut Pro or Premiere. Everything is kind of programmable. That's where those dials actually come in kind of interesting. So just something to think about if, if you're looking for an accessory, A Stream Deck is really cool. And I think almost anybody can benefit from a Stream Deck. Next one up is my friends at Platypod. And if you know me at all, you know I have a Platypod near me. Watch. I got a Platypod near me at pretty much all times. I love these things. They're fantastic. They come in two different sizes. They have the Extreme, and then they have the Ultra. The Extreme is $149 and it is just a wonderful piece of hardware. Really honestly, can't stress it enough. I know a ton of people who use these things. Now the new extreme has these built in screw adjustments as opposed to the ones that it used to be. But this thing is just a really, really cool piece of hardware. The ultra on the other hand is a little bit smaller. And that's what I just showed you is the ultra with a ball head on it. And they even have, accessories to tie these things to trees and stuff like that. It really is a really cool piece of hardware. And by the way, they have the new Don Komarechka macro bundle. And the Don Komarechka macro bundle is all the stuff that you would need to get started in macro photography. It's got the plate, it's got some gooseneck to it. By the way, they also are the makers of Plata Ball, which I also love. But they have the goosenecks, they have clamps, they have extensions. There's just a ton of stuff that you can do with a Plata Pod or a Plata Ball. Let's uh, move on to the last thing I think that is gonna be one of my accessories, miscellaneous accessories. This one is specifically for me as a music photographer. If you ever shoot concerts, hearing protection matters. And these are the Ultimate Ears musician earplugs. These are custom fit, right? So these are molded to fit your ear. And what's nice about these, when you put normal earplugs in, into your ears, it just plugs your ear. You can't hear anything, right? I mean, it basically mutes everything. And if it's doing its job well, it's closing off all the sound. Well, these have, and you can see it in the picture here, these actually have little filters. In this case, they're white, but they come in different filter levels, depending on the company you buy from. This is Ultimate Ears. They have a 15, minus 15, or minus 25 dB. Some companies have minus nine, minus 12. The ones I currently use are from a company called Sensaphonic. But if I were to replace mine, I'd probably buy these from Ultimate Ears. The nice thing about Ultimate Ears is you need to get your ear molded. And I bought these for my son, actually. You go in and they do like an ultrasound on your ear. They don't inject stuff into your ear at Ultimate Ears. There are a ton of options I didn't mention. Memory cards, card readers, ball heads, you know, the list goes on and on. I'm looking around my desk now thinking, what else could I could I include in this? A mute switch for their microphone. I have a mute switch over here to my left. There are so many things that might benefit the, the creative in your life that are accessories. So the main thing is, this is not an exhaustive list. Don't just stop there and let's move on to services, all right? First service I'm gonna mention, in fact, in fact the first couple of services I'm gonna mention, I have discount codes at the website. If you go to behindtheshot.tv and at the top in the menu, there is a menu item for discount codes. Some of those expire at the end of of 2022. And I don't know if the companies will renew those discount codes for me. It kind of depends how many people have used them, right? Which I don't know. So use them right away if you're going to. But the first one is these guys from Lens Rentals. Lens Rentals is an amazing company, and if you're thinking about buying anything, Lens Rentals is a great place to rent before you buy. And when I mentioned earlier that I wasn't gonna mention any specific camera for your person that you're buying for, this would be a good gift. You could rent them something. You could get them a gift certificate for Lens Rentals and rent them a lens they're thinking about buying, right? Again, discount code at the site for Lens Rentals. Next one up is Kelby One. Now, I've been answering questions on the new app called Any Question. And and one of the things somebody had asked was, where can I go to learn more about photography and processing? Kelby One may be the gold standard for how you do online training. Scott Kelby runs a really, really good business here. And I gotta say, the fact that they still release a new class a week is amazing to me. It's a membership, normally 239, right now it's on sale. The the pro membership is on sale for 149. That's a heck of a deal, but they have other options. You can just do $10 or $20 a month, depending on what it is that you're looking for. And again, I don't know that you can add it on to this already discounted price for the holidays, but I do have a discount code for Kelby One over at the website. Next up is one that, used to have a different business model they changed it. So originally when Creative live came out, you could watch their live stream it was literally live creative live. They live streamed everything and if you watched the live stream in real time it was free. But if you wanted to be able to pause back up, watch a piece again you had to buy the video and download it right They've changed that. It's now a subscription model. it's either 15 or $39 a month and depending on what you get, or $149 a year. And it is well worth, uh, they they have some of the most amazing instructors. This is a great resource for you. And again, discount code at the website. Next one up in services. This is Aaron Nace and Flurn. So if you wanna learn about processing, there may not be anybody better than Aaron Nace. The dude is amazing. What he does. They have subscriptions. It's 100 dollars a year or $13 a month. And they have classes on all kinds of stuff. And I highly recommend you check out FLERN. You can always do the, the you know free tutorials that they have either here or on YouTube, kind of get a feel for it. But again, discount on the website. And I want to reiterate the discount codes I've mentioned, they are not affiliate links. Okay. I am not making anything from you using any of the discount links that I mention, or that are in the show notes at YouTube or at the website. Again, the website is behindtheshot.tv. So, and all the links for everything I'm, I'm mentioning today are in that blog post at behindtheshot.tv. Find this episode, find the blog post. I've linked to everything I mention. And also there is a discount code page there. But I wanna mention one other service. My buddy David Bergman does a workshop called Shoot From the Pit. And it's not inexpensive. It's $600. I know David. I didn't get in for free. I paid for it. And I did this workshop with him, even though I am already a live music photographer. Why? David Bergman is a canon explorer of light, right? The dude's got knowledge I will never possess. Even though I'm fairly well off in my concert photography and have been doing it for a number of years, if I can't learn something from David Bergman, there is something wrong with me. And I sat in that workshop and yes, a lot of it was just confirmation I was doing things right, right? But there were some things I hadn't thought about and it is a great workshop for $600. You get to photograph an entire Luke Combs show. It is not a meet and greet with Luke Combs, right? You'll never meet Luke Combs. You probably won't see him other than when he's performing on stage. But you get a full workshop presentation from David and then you go shoot a Luke Combs show. And he does it in almost every show that he does. It is a fantastic workshop and I really honestly cannot recommend it enough. I know a lot of people that have done it. And if you haven't, this is great for you or it's a great gift for somebody else. Let's jump into where you might wanna buy some stuff. So there's a couple of different places that I go to actually buy things. One of them is b BH is a fantastic store. I've had great experiences with BH. Really, honestly, just can't say enough about them. So, BH, I definitely recommend. And by the way, BH's YouTube channel has all kinds of great educational material on it. So, make sure you check that out. The second one up is going to be Adorama. And, Adorama, again, like BH, fantastic place to buy stuff. I know a lot of people who are involved with Adorama. And, David Bergman, who does the shoot from the pit workshop I mentioned earlier, is part of Adorama on YouTube, the Adorama TV channel, where he does his Ask David Bergman. I think Ask David Bergman may be one of the best resources available to photographers, and it's completely free, right? So really, honestly, uh, great people to be involved in. And last but not least on stores, I need to mention these guys from DVE Store. DVE Store, if I'm buying really serious audio or video or streaming or production type gear, I probably go here first, right? DVE store, digital video equipment store. DVE store is just a, I know a number of the people who work here. DVE store are some of the best people you'll find in this business. And of course, everybody always thinks of B&H and Adorama. And I wanna make sure that you know DVE Store is a fantastic place for you to buy gear. And if you have not been there before, it's dvestore.com. Next time you need audio, video, photography, anything like that, you know, bigger stuff, lighting, whatever, make sure that you go check out DVE Store because they've got all kinds of really cool stuff, uh, including RED cameras. They've got the stream decks there. They've got aperture lighting there. They've got the Rode microphones. They've got Black Magic stuff like the A10 Mini. They've got Shore. Here is your, your one stop shop for a lot of stuff. So there's a couple of different places that might help you buying the gear that we talked about. So that's it for my gear suggestions for this year. Again, as we head into Black Friday, buy it for yourself, buy it for somebody else. But hopefully these will kind of get you somewhere. I do want to remind you this podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts in audio only or video format. And of course I also take the video and I put it up on YouTube. If you are watching on YouTube, most of the show notes are right down below the subscribe and like button, but you'll find all the show notes over at BehindTheShot.tv. And one question I'd like to ask, or one favor I'd like to ask of you. If you have not reviewed, if you like Behind The Shot, if you have not reviewed it yet in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're getting the show, if you haven't left a star rating and a review. If you like it, I'd like to ask you to go drop a five-star review and, and say a little bit. Be aware that on Apple Podcasts, there are two versions of this show, audio only and video. They are separate feeds. You can comment on rate one of them, comment and rate the other one, or you could even go leave a star rating and review for both if you would be so kind. It would be very, very much appreciated. Thank you as always for watching. Make sure you join us next time as we try and get inside the mind of a great photographer by taking a closer look behind the shop